Zero Podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells, and week 14 is in the book, and my god, that was depressing. That Sunday night football game, albeit I only watched till half, because with my work now, I had to be up at 1 in the morning, so that was fun, but yeah, that was the worst game of Tua's career, probably. That was just so so much bad in that game. Uh, I guess credit to the Chargers. They did what they did. I mean, only 23 points on our defense, which is incredibly banged up. Uh, is what it is. I have spills on this week. We'll get in all his jabs. Uh, also have move on. Uh, it was fun. It was good. Uh, so yeah, we'll do the week 14 recap. And then we'll do week 16 pick em, And... Yeah, I guess let's just get right into it with the recap with Spills and Moob. So I'd now like to welcome back on. I mean, they've both been on the show multiple times now. Spills, Moob, how, what's up? How are we doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me. No, not a problem. Spills, anything? better. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we have lots to talk about today, it seems, but... Uh... We do. That, I'm, uh, I'm happy with where I stand. And uh, hey, you poked the bear a couple of weeks ago, and uh, this is what you get. So, I mean, back for more. Back for more. I, I think I'm still going to be able to push your buttons pretty good, even after that loss. But uh, that that's going to be the last game we recap. So that's okay. Let's let I it mean, marinate. Just thinking about it in the back of your head the whole time, you know. <laughs> I've been thinking about this all week. Don't you worry. Yeah. But uh, let, let's start with the game uh, we watched last night, as usual. Uh, Pats 27, Cardinals 13. Congrats to the Pats. You beat a bad Cardinals team. And now Kyler Murray, ACL injury. So he's out for the year. That fucking sucks. But Pats... I don't I don't want to say it's funny, but in another uh, fantasy chess, if someone needed uh, Kyler to not get three points, cool. so he goes, "Yeah, I'm just praying for the hospital right off the bat." Yeah. <laughs> on the second <laughs> play, I'm like you're cursed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, honestly, the Cardinals were cooked anyways. Uh, they need to get a low draft pick. They need to rebuild. Uh, I think they need to focus on the defense first. I think they should be focusing on one of those top D-line prospects before anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll go from there. I mean. And, yeah, like, that's the thing. And, like, since we're talking about the Cardinals, like, now that Kyler, ACL tear, he won't be back probably until, like, a month into the season next year. Like, obviously, all depending on, like, how he recovers. But... I just feel like it's a total reset time for the Cardinals. Fire Kingsbury, fire Kime. Let someone else try to rebuild this team. Get Kyler in there eventually, but it it just it needs to be completely complete overhaul in uh, in Arizona right now. Yep, yep. that's uh, that was uh, one way to end the uh, Kingsbury era. So I mean, now that Kyler's uh, Kyler's out for the season and 
probably, like you said, a, a little bit of uh, next season too. Uh, I don't see why you would bring him back. And I also, you know, kind of an up and down tenure as, as the head coach, probably more down than up. I mean, this is what his uh, fourth year. And I think this is his third year at below uh, 500. So 500 or below, I should say. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully they can get someone in there with some actual NFL experience. I mean, the whole Cliff Kingsbury experience uh, was uh, something to say the least. Yeah, that experiment never went well. I think he only has one winning season since college, and that was that 11-6 and year they made the playoffs. Either way, the Cardinals complete wash. They're done. I mean, they've been done for a while. What's the deal with their field? Why did, like, 15 people get injured yesterday? The turf monster got them. Like that was like outrageous, more more than we've seen all year. But I felt like every second play there was another person down. Um, so we'll see. I mean, uh, even like I know just like for the Pats, like Ramondre went down, and it didn't really seem to be much of an impact because they're just an RB factory that like over there they they just plug people in and then Pierce get production Paul out of them. Looked incredible. Yeah, he had really great burst. Uh, the other guy, Kevin Harris, had good burst too. So. And again, like, I don't know. They're, I'm not, whatever, the Pats, congratulations, but this is, you're this tough is road, tough road ahead here. Yeah. They beat an inferior opponent like they always do. The Pats don't lose the bad teams. That's the only not- one thing I want to say about the Patriots um, is that, congratulations, Patriots, over the last two months, the uh, only quarterbacks they've beat have been Sam Milliger, Zach Wilson, and Cole McCoy. So keep it up, guys. You guys yeah. are doing real good. <laughs> Also, uh, uh, unrelated or related, but uh, Josh Uche actually looks really, really damn good. I think he's leading the league in sacks in the last, uh, in the last eight weeks, maybe 10, like 10 sacks in the last five games. So, yeah, 10 sacks in the last five games. Damn. So, he's averaging two sacks over the last five weeks. It's so, that's good when you can have uh, him and Judon holding down the uh, the edges there, but again, not moved because again. So, it's, it's Mac attack. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is a hot take, but uh, they're right. They're seven and six right now, four games remaining. I think they'll f- finish below uh, 500. I think so. They would need to go two and two to, uh, to, to guarantee the winning season, but I don't think that's going to happen because their last three games are against the uh, Bengals, Dolphins and Bills. So, yeah, don't and the that. Raiders, it just not. I mean, well, not a game. Can't call it, can't call it an easy game, but yeah. we'll see. So they're and, they're up against it. And I mean, yeah, we'll we'll go all the way back to Thursday night now and talk about that Raiders team. It looked <laughs> like they had that game in control <laughs> the entire time, but no, here out of nowhere, here comes Baker Mayfield. I don't know, like two hours of practice time before the game, and the Raiders just blew another lead. And Baker, maybe it works out for him for the Rams. He has an actual coach. How bad was Matt Rule uh, as a coach to not get anything out of Baker? Well, Matt Rule is probably, and this is not even hyperbole or exaggeration or anything. He's quite literally one of the worst coaches to ever grace the sidelines of any professional sporting team ever. And that's no joke. This guy was wasn't prepared on a week to week basis only cared about himself had a massive ego 
behind the scenes apparently was an alcoholic i'm not gonna get into that but uh <laughs> so yeah the entire thing was it was a clown show but i mean matt rule or not uh baker did also look terrible with uh, steve Wilkes. so uh, maybe maybe it's just a a, a panthers thing but uh <laughs> i'm actually i'm actually happy to to see baker uh you know succeed because it was kind of he, even on the bench he, he kept his head up on the panthers you know he wasn't pounding wasn't acting like a little bitch about it so you know good good for him uh, it doesn't change the fact that he's absolute horse dick on the on the Panthers though. Um, th- for me, this was more about the Raiders than the than the Rams. I mean, of course, yeah. Uh, just an absolute disaster of a team, disaster of a franchise. Derek Carr, just horrible, horrible game from Derek Carr. When uh, yeah, I think that I think they kind of looked past this game to be honest. They had a big emotional win against a divisional uh, rival, and then short week, just it really just they never really looked like the Raiders, you know. Um, I felt like they you can't you, you can't up, blow that. No, that's like when they were up sixteen to three, they're like, oh yeah, we have this one in the bag. There's no way that this team is gonna catch up to us, and they did. That and again, that's their season. On the sideline, when they when they fielded that punt, he was doing the gritty. When they, when they got the punt inside the five, he just goes down there. You know, he's doing the gritty, and then they end up losing on the absolutely on the phenomenal yeah. punt too. And uh, yeah, again, I don't think uh, I think on the so earlier in the drive, Baker threw a pass that was actually picked off, and they called it uh, I think defensive holding. I really think that pass was so overthrown that he didn't even have to touch him, and that would have been the game. But that's classic Raiders holding penalty first down. And then my guy, Jerry Tillery, sent on a mission to sabotage the Raiders. That was absolutely hilarious, slapping the ball out of uh, Baker's hands, 15 yards. And now, uh, yeah, Raiders Twitter gave him a night after that one. So thanks, Jerry, for that one. Yeah, also, Bozo. also spilled. Yeah, the, the reason why I'm laughing is I just noticed your name. So, uh, oh, you like that? Yeah, that's, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I guess let's get into the Sunday games then. Uh, start with probably the worst game on the slate uh, Ravens 16, Steelers 14. Both teams had to go to, I mean, Steelers went from Pickett to Trubisky and the Ravens went from Huntley to Anthony Brown, who I don't even know how he was an NFL quarterback because he was shit in college at Oregon. But 16 to didn't actually have his pro player profile. It did say it said unknown player if you look at the box score. So <laughs> that was uh that was kind of funny. Yeah, like this game was just, I mean, classic Ravens Steelers dogfight football like I don't know it was a boring game both of these teams without I mean the Steelers just suck in general but the Ravens really I mean they're so hurt they don't have Lamar Lamar might come back for next week I mean they need yeah. him but they still- play the they play the Browns next week I think they, um, yeah, they need that they need him back I don't understand how this team is nine and four honestly like it's they're kind of getting that luck that they didn't have last last year. year yeah, they were getting when yeah the injuries derailed their season. Now at least they're staying afloat. Their defense is rock solid though. Like ever since they plugged in Roquan Smith, yeah, they've been nasty on defense. So uh, and they've stayed relatively healthy on that side of the ball. Really, all their injuries are on the offensive side, and 
I mean, you won back-to-back games. You're giving up 14 and uh, and nine points. So anything's possible to rack up wins when you're when your defense is playing that lights out. And again, if they can get healthy at the right time in the playoffs, you never know. You never know. That's on it. Yeah. I have nothing to say about the Steelers. I mean, no, I mean, honestly, there is, there is nothing <laughs> so boring to watch oh, anything. Mitch Trubisky, I, I just looked up at the, uh, his stat line halfway through the game. I was, I obviously I wasn't watching. Let's, let's, let's not kid ourselves. Anyone who's listening, you guys don't watch this. You guys probably had game, um, red zone on or something. Didn't show up once. I said, that's we the never, one game that didn't come on red zone. <laughs> no. So I, I had a look and at some point, Trubisky completed 16 out of 20, 20 passes. And that's really, really good, right? I mean, good percentage, over 75%. Great. His three out of his four incomplete passes were interceptions. I, I don't even need to watch a game. I, I just, I, there's nothing that I need to see from Mitch Trubisky that I don't already know. Garbage QB. Uh, Steelers defense is really good, though. But, yeah, their offense is um, it's like watching paint dry. And that's uh, there's a lot of teams like that this season, but I feel like the Steelers have been like that for the last five years. Yeah, that that is fair enough. I mean, I know some people they're calling for Mike Tomlin already, which I mean, this is going to be his first losing season of his career. Anyway. If anyone thinks Mike Tomlin is the problem and you want to change the, I uh, get out of here. Mm-hmm. That would be, I would, I would do anything to have Mike Tomlin to be my coach outside of one or two coaches. Yeah. Uh, we can move on from that game because that game did fucking suck. Uh, move on to this one. This was the trap game of the week, but uh, it worked out. Lions 34, Vikings 23. Uh, this just, I mean, the Vikings are the worst 10 and 3 team in the history of the NFL. I think it's probably, I mean, yeah, one's like they have a negative like 40 point differential. It's kind of hilarious. Uh, I think they're only minus one. But it's still they have a negative point differential under ten and three. Like yeah. you know how every year it's always the Vikings who are like on the wrong side of those, or they're just like five hundred or on the yeah. wrong side of those one score games. They up until this week they were undefeated in one score games. So again, like year to year, there's just some of that regression that you you have to account for. Like they were just due to win some of these games, you know, and. I don't think anyone, we said this a couple of weeks ago too, like no one is looking at the Vikings and saying, oh, like we got to prepare like for the Vikings. I, they're just such a mid team. I, I had a hard time putting them in my top 10 this week. Well, like it's, it's one of those things. I feel like they're the exact same team as last year almost. Yeah. Except like you said, they're just getting those wins now because they're, they're not a good team. Again, they're better than most but when we're talking about those serious teams at the end of the day there was maybe only six and i don't know if i can really trust the cowboys and we'll talk about them but the lions they can sneak into playoffs right now they have a very outside shot but they can get hot i mean they are hot right now i would say they're a top three offense in the league right now nuts yeah it just which is hilarious because that's so like not the lions brand of football to be an electric offense, well, but I don't know. Like they're football. just watching them play. Like they're taking downfield shots. Like people are wide open in the middle of the field. They have a powerful running game. Like it's uh, it, it's pretty hard for Jared Goff to screw up right now. So 
again, just take what's given to you and uh, don't overcomplicate it. And they're going to continue having success. And and to, when they don't have success, it's going to be because of him and his limitations, like we've seen in the past with the Rams. So, yeah. Yeah. I want to give a huge uh, shout out to Dan Campbell because uh, I think it was in October I came on this pod and I said that, you know, Dan Campbell, it's nice all these speeches that he's doing, but at some point he's going to have to start winning because at that point he might have been, they might have been one and five, one and four, one and six, something along those mm-hmm. lines. And uh, everyone kept saying, wow, they're fighting real hard though. He's getting them ready. And I'm like, you know, at some point you got to translate those into wins. And uh, he's been finding ways to win. I think it's uh, five of the last six games they won. So uh, credit to him. Uh, you know, he turned that team around. It's weird because he's, you know, pumps everyone up, but their offense all of a sudden can't be stopped. Like you said, Jared Goff has uh, has all these weapons, and he might honestly be the the luckiest QB in the history of, like, ever. Like, he went from a team in St. Louis and magically the year he gets drafted, they move to LA and then he's in LA with one bad year. And then they get Sean McVay and then they go on this big run. They trade him to Detroit and you're like, okay, well now he's in a shit situation. And then all of a sudden they have all these weapons, like, and you know, has to be one of the luckiest QBs I've ever seen. This is insane. It's yeah. Like, I mean, everything's looking up lions right now. Also huge shout out to their offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, I think that he's probably going to get some serious head coaching buzz he should. this, this offseason. And uh, uh, I was listening to Pat McAfee today because he had mm-hmm. Dan Campbell on. Apparently, Dan Campbell didn't know about that play to Panay Sewell to, like, get that first down to <laughs> essentially ice the game. Yeah. So, I mean, way to put your fucking balls on the table, Ben Johnson, going for that one. I fucking love that. Yeah. Like, really just, I mean, a huge fuck you to the Vikings. They've They've done it all, like – They've really opened up the playbook recently. And uh, I think, and even like move what you were just saying, like when we were saying, oh yeah, they got to start winning games. Like I'm pretty sure they fired their defensive coordinator in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. And they, cause they had a historically bad defense now, like for the most part, they're pretty locked down on defense. Like the defense is average. And I think that's a big part. Well, it's, it's a, yeah. yeah. I said lockdown. It looks a lot better than it's not historically bad anymore, which, like a, which goes a long way. Yeah. And like a big part of that is Aiden Hutchinson. He's, yeah, he's been, uh, he's been very good. So he's been fantastic, but uh, we'll move on to the next game though. I'll go with Jags 36 Titans 22. Uh, I didn't see this one coming. I picked the Titans as my favorites last week in the pick them. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is here. That is phenomenal like and i mean we were saying this is a good titans defense i mean now i'm not really sure letting fucking evan ingram go off that's a whole other story but yeah things trick me as well the jags have i think an outside shot of making the playoffs because two games back because they play the titans too again yeah so they're gonna be they're gonna be one game back after this week um Yeah. No. <laughs> um. Anyways, but uh, no. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is. Yeah, I think since their bye, not yeah, since their bye week or whenever they came back from London, there, he's been like the top quarterback in every significant category. So something clicked. Um, their offense looks really good. I mean, outside of uh, when he broke his leg in Detroit last week, and then I, I don't understand how. 
he's playing. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the play or I think you guys spoke about it last week. I for sure thought he separated every ligament in his leg and he came come out and played the second half. Um, I won't comment on the Jags too, too much. They're playing good ball. And again, their defense, like they have, it's always, this is always the story with the Jags defense. They have a bunch of names and they just kind of like, don't realize their full potential, but like Josh Allen is really good player. Like Trayvon Walker has been playing lights out. Um, and they're just, just getting good production on that side of the ball too. So um, the Titans suck. I'm surprised. Uh, well, I yeah. thought they were going to be a lot better. Like that game against the Chiefs really tricked me. Um, I was like, okay, like they're just that stingy team that's well coached. And I don't know what it is. They're garbage and they're going to find, I mean, they're going to find themselves in the playoffs. I think I don't think the Jags are going to get there. It's a little too much at this point. Take a lot for the Jags to get there. But like, yeah, I mean, the Titans, I don't really. Derek, like they went up 14 to seven at the start of the day, game. Derek Henry was looking incredible. And then all of a sudden, here come the fucking Jags and the Titans just can't score anymore. It, it was just, yeah, it was just a bad game for the Titans. I think you can really just boil it down to that. Yeah, the Titans don't have uh, any wide receivers at all. When you have the uh, corpse of uh, Robert Woods and Traylon Brick, the head got taken off of his shoulder a couple of weeks ago. I mean, they quite easily have the worst wide receiver core in the league. And I say that including uh, the uh, Ravens because, I mean, even at full strength, they don't like – you're looking at what, uh, that Westbrook Akine dude is like your wide receiver two or three, like – yeah. I mean, if there was a QB that, that deserves having shit wide receivers, it's Ryan Tannehill because he tricked the entire league into getting a nine-figure contract. So, you know. Yeah, yeah F him, I guess, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what's next for the Titans. Like, can they retool their current situation and continue competing? Or are they kind of at the end of their little run here and they got to fix some things up? It'll be got to move on from Tannehill at the end of this year. It's uh, enough's enough there, and try it out with Malik. And I mean, they're not going to make a switch now, obviously. Uh, and he's like again, Tannehill's not like actually playing that bad. He's kind of playing fine. Yeah. But again, you're you look at the AFC and all the all the star power that there is. How is a guy like Tannehill ever going to get you over the top? And I think like, they have to realize that and say, like, we're not going anywhere with Ryan Tannehill in, in, in this conference. So it's time to, to make a move there. That's the thing. Their whole offense is revolved around Derrick Henry. Who's soon to be the washed king. Yeah. Fuck, fuck. Not yet, but soon. It's The day's coming. And that's Turning the thing. 29 in January. Come on. There's <laughs> too much tread on him. I mean, like that's the thing. I mean, like, he did have two fumbles. He lost them both. And that was, I mean a huge reason why they didn't win that game. Uh, we'll move on to the, though, to the next game. This was a shit kicking Eagles, 48 giants, 22 uh, Eagles first team to clinch a playoff spot. Jalen hurts. Now the front runner for MVP. Miles Sanders is having an incredible season. I think he broke a thousand yards for this season. You can't, there's not a bad thing you can say about the Eagles. If you really want to nitpick, you can nitpick their uh, their run defense. But even th- this past week, they I mean, I think they held uh, 
Saquon to less than 30 yards. So, but if you really want to be nitpicky, you can say that um, teams could run the ball on them if you know they they have a power run game. Uh, but other than that, they're pretty pretty much stacked at every facet of the game. They can run the ball on you. They can throw the ball on you. They can get after QB. They can do all these types of things. So, I mean, not, nothing really – I mean, I don't think you can really dispute that they're the best team in football right now. Uh, but, again, uh, like I said, the only thing I could maybe, if I wanted to, pick apart would be their run defense. But other than that, they've been fantastic all season. And like with the run defense, anyways, like since Jordan Davis has come back, yeah, they've been they've been really good again. So I mean, if they can keep that trend up, it'll it'll be tough for anyone in the NFC to compete with. I mean, just the overall star power that the Eagles do have. Uh, Spills, you have anything to add on the Eagles? At the end of the day, look, like yeah, they're they're a powerhouse. They have the best supporting cast in the NFL. Hertz is playing. And I'm not just like boost. I'm not saying that to like dismiss what Hertz is doing. Hertz is making great decisions, and he's really progressed as a passer. Um, the offense is too gimmicky for me. I think uh, when it comes down to in the playoffs, there's going to be a matchup at some point where someone's going to solve it. I don't think it's going to be smooth sailing of the Super Bowl. Um, I want to give it, I, yeah, I no, I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say that, like, I feel like their one tough matchup could be the Niners. That's the, I don't but think they could beat the Niners. I, I don't know. I think it's close. And I mean, uh, we're going to talk about the Niners in a bit, but yeah, Brock Purdy's playing great, but let's see if the wheels fall off at some point. Cause I mean, I don't know if it's sustainable for him, but that's a whole other conversation. We'll talk about the Giants for a bit first. Uh, wheels are falling off at the wrong time for the Giants. Uh, they got a critical game against the Commanders next Sunday. Really, if they don't win that, they're probably out of the playoffs. But it was yeah. I mean, great season for the Giants because no one expected this from them at all. So again, yeah, they were they're already way overachieved. Uh, we got to be realistic as to what they're actually working with. Like, again, I have no problem, honestly, with the way Daniel Jones has played this year. And I'm pretty sure that they, they one, won't have a choice. And, two, even if they did have a choice, I would probably move forward with him at this point. They have to give him a second year because, like, come on, like, Richie James, Darius Slayton, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, you, you want him to do anything? Look, like. You look at all these quarterbacks who got a guy. So get him a guy, try and give him some weapons to work with, and then try again. I mean, uh, they're a well-coached team. They just don't have the personnel right now. And it's showing because it was they, – they couldn't go on this Cinderella run for the whole year. It would, again, I think, I think they're going to get absolutely nuked by Washington next week. Yeah, there is – I mean, there's probably a good chance. But, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to keep Daniel Jones at this point. Uh, and he's fine. I mean, yeah, they, they do need need to give him some proper weapons to actually see what they've got. They'll probably vent, bring in some vet presence to maybe push him a little bit. But the Giants, I mean, they overachieved. Not much more you can really say about them. Move. You want to say anything about the Giants? 
The one thing I could say about the Giants is do not fall into the same mistake that the Jags did when they extended Blake Bortles because they didn't Blake Bortles did not get his fifth year option renewed just like Daniel Jones. But then what happened in that fourth year is they went on this big run, went to the AFC championship game, and then they rewarded uh, Blake Bortles with a three-year contract, which he probably didn't deserve and was an overpay. So then that kind of blew up in their face. So if they give uh, Daniel Jones an extension, um, maybe, you know, you, you uh, tag him or something. I don't know if I would give him anything more than two years just to be safe, but yeah, just uh, be careful with that. Other than that, I agree. They should probably spend their first round pick on a wide receiver and don't botch it this time. So, so yeah. No, I agree. I think two years is the right, the right time frame. Yep. Uh, you have one year next year to actually like earn another extension or two, you're an absolute disaster. And then you draft your quarterback and you play Daniel Jones until said quarterback's ready to go. Yeah, exactly. And then he expires and he's a free agent. So I think, yeah, I think that I think two years is in the best interest of both parties. Yeah. Definitely. I completely agree with that. Uh, so we'll move on to next game here. Jets 12, Bills 20, uh, defensive slugfest, really. I mean, that, that Jets defense is so good. It's just... Yeah. I mean, it, the weather was garbage, too, but again, it, like... It was, but I mean, they, they do. The Jets have a really good defense. I mean, talk about the Bills defense. Matt Milano, probably first-team All-Pro, had the hardest hit I have seen in a decade, probably. He just folded Mike White in half. Clean hit too. It was a clean hit, yeah. I don't understand how Mike White <laughs> stuck it out through that game. That guy record. is I would run through bricks to play for Mike White at this point. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I think the team is rallying around him and I mean uh they're doing what they can, but my god, I cannot believe he stayed in the game. <laughs> he goes to the hospital after the game. It just uh I think they have a better chance of making the playoffs than the Patriots do as it currently stands. Yeah. I, I think they're the better team. It's just the Pats having the division tiebreaker over them is going to be the, the key piece that I think is the reason why the jets are going to get held out probably, unfortunately, but it'll be, I mean, it's going to be close, but I guess we'll see. Do the Jets play Miami again? They yep. only played once? Yeah. You know that's going to be a pretty important game, eh? No shit. <laughs> Who would have thought Jets and Dolphins would be an important game for playoff seeding? Is it week 18? Uh, let, me, let, me, let me check that right now. We play... Back. Well, while you check that, I know uh, Quinn and Williams went out with a cavender. At first, I thought it might have been... A uh, an Achilles because it was looked non-contact and he grabbed his lower left leg. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they need him if if they have yeah. if they want any hope of making the playoffs. They absolutely need him. He's been playing like if if it isn't for guys like Aaron Donald setting the uh, standard every year, he is that gold standard that you want a defensive tackle rushing yeah. the passing, you know, stopping the run and everything. He's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he's 100%. and he's gonna get paid. 
Yeah. So the Dolphins remaining four, uh, Bills, Packers, Pats, Jets, and the Jets have. No, they have the Jags in one game. Yeah. Uh, Lions, Jags, Seahawks, Dolphins. So... Seahawks? Yeah. Lions, yep. Jags, Seahawks, Dolphins. So they they can do it. They can definitely make the playoffs. The, the divisional games at the end of the year are going to be very important. Uh, for yep. We'll see how the we'll, – you know, we'll talk about the playoff picture a little more later. But uh, I don't know. The Jets, yeah, like – they're they're gonna be in every game. Uh, I think they're gonna beat the Lions this week. The Lions will cut. Will come the to an end here. Still, yeah. Oh yeah, we are doing the pick'em. Okay. No, but I mean, no, no. I'm just saying it's a pick'em. Like that's like. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're a yeah. good team. They're a good team. It's, they it's, are. It's, it's just it's, it's hilarious to say they're a good team. Yeah, and I mean one of my hot takes in the off season where the jets were going to start. zero and 10. And I mean, I mean, fucking but we also didn't expect uh, Zach Wilson to only play seven games. True. That's that, that is fair with Zach Wilson playing. I that think. was a, that was a Zach Wilson based prediction. And uh, I think it's pretty obvious that without Zach Wilson, they're just far, far, far ahead. Yeah. Um, What's funny is that actually, they're five and two with Zach Wilson, which is crazy because he's been one of the worst quarterbacks, if not the worst quarterback in those in the league. Sorry, those seven games, um, and that's what I find hilarious because uh, the only two games that he actually lost were against the Patriots and he got benched, but absolutely yeah. deserved those. So nobody's going to argue about that. Yeah, but again, it's uh, it's all about the quarterback when it comes to wins in the NFL, right? So uh, Zach Wilson's a good quarterback because he's five and two and has a bunch of wins under his belt, right? That's that's how it works. I mean, you said yeah. it not me, so that's that's okay. fine. Just just making sure, making sure everyone's <laughs> on the same page here. Can uh, I quickly say something about the Bills really quickly before we go? We, before yeah, we, we only talk yeah, about the Bills. Know, yeah, we're gonna, we haven't talked we, about the Bills really. So go before we we jump in all together, I just want to say that uh, Gabe Davis tricked everyone. That's my statement. Gabe Davis tricked everyone. Some people me. going into the season thought that he would have been a like fringe wide receiver, one like one A, one B type with Stefan Diggs. But uh he's not a wide receiver too. So no, and I mean, yeah, they, they just signed Cole Beasley, so that just kind of shows what they think of their their wide receiver room outside of Diggs. Unbelievable. So, yeah, um, I mean I don't think there's much to really talk about the Bills. They did what they needed to do. Uh, that's that. They got a big, big game against Miami this week. Uh, seven inches of snow, potentially. So yeah. And again, yeah. like I've always been saying for the Bills, like you, you're at the point where you don't want to peak too early, but you also don't want to just like stumble into the playoffs either. Not at all. Um, I don't think they're playing good football right now. They're just playing adequate football and getting by and that's going to come to bite them in the butt if they get to the playoff well when they get to the playoffs they're gonna let's let's not be stupid here they're gonna make the playoffs but yeah um yeah so i think they gotta in the last month here they gotta really start figuring it out if uh they're gonna be taken seriously yeah uh, i mean i think yeah i think the bills are just kind of a sleeping giant right now just waiting to wake up and Time to wake up. 
Hope, hopefully not this weekend. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully that game is just a close game. But uh, okay, something that uh, I, I think it, Josh Allen over the last two months has had one 300 plus yard game and one game with three touchdowns or more, which is crazy because that's like the standard for Josh Allen now. It's like 300 yards, three passing touchdowns. But in the last two months, he's had like one of those games. So I don't know what's going on with that offense. I don't know if it's a lack of um, receivers, you know, doing their job. But, you know, they got to pick it up because the team that we're all scared of in January and beyond is that team that's, you know, 400 yards of offense, 450. You can't stop them. Josh Allen's running all over you. So, yeah. you know, they got to tap back into that. So hopefully they're just, you know, taking it slow, just relaxing. But, uh, I mean, they, they got to pick it up at some point. Definitely. Uh and I mean, talking about a team that's hot, hot, hot right now, uh, the Bengals. Uh, Browns ten, Bengals twenty three. They're they just win win games. I mean, what that was their first time beating the Browns in five matchups previously. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, they finally beat the Browns, which I mean, it's just a weird thing to say, but. Uh, yeah. I mean. Joe Mixon and P. Ryan, they both looked good on the ground. Joe Burrow did what he needed to do. Wasn't an outright impressive game. Chase looks fantastic. I mean, he always does. And, yeah, the defense did its job. I mean, Watson looked better. He didn't play terribly. But that interception was, it was horrendous. Yes. So that's two straight weeks where I, I just, like, don't understand, like, what he's seeing downfield. It's, like, such a, like, this is, like, a, a rookie-level interception uh, to Jalen Petrie last weekend, and then I forget who it was this week. Uh, it might have been Vaughn Bell, but, like, there was nothing there. And no. he just done that two weeks in a row, so I don't know if it's part of the rust factor. We did say that there was going to be some sort of rust factor. Um, I mean, like, I, it looked better. I just feel like this is just all, like, it's all, like, preseason for him at this point. Like, the season doesn't matter for the Browns now. It's just, let's get Watson involved and then start over for next season. Because next season is the real, they got to do something. This season, it doesn't really matter anymore. For the Browns. Do you think uh, Kevin Stefanski's on the hot seat here? Do they want to move to... To something new with with a no. new coach with Deshaun, or what do you think here? There, yeah, there's there's no chance they fire Stefanski. No, my my biggest problem with the offense right now is that it's like they're trying too hard to flip the offense from what it's been under Stefanski, which is a run heavy play action type of offense, into a shotgun drop back forty times Deshaun Watson type of offense. That's that's what I think is going on right now. I think they ran the ball 20 times last game, which is really, really down the, the numbers that they were running with uh, Jacoby Brissett. Remember, their offense was among the league best when Jacoby was starting. And yeah. uh, let me tell you, it wasn't because of Jacoby. Yeah, because they're running running the ball and you can't stop it. You got Kareem Hunt and, and Nick Chubb. You're, you're telling me you got those guys and you're just going to drop back and throw it to Donovan Peoples-Jones and, you know, these other dudes. I mean – no disrespect to them, but I don't think they have the type of offense to drop back 40 times and just pick you apart that way, especially with Deshaun Watson just coming back from injury. Well, not, not injury, uh, uh, massages, I should say. 
Yeah. Um, just on the Bengals, like, uh, again, they're they don't have a bunch of star names on their defense, but they just play really stingy team defense. They've been playing just, I think, uh, they haven't allowed a 300-yard passer since week four of last year. That goes to say a lot mm-hmm. about, like, the type of team that they have. And, like, again, they don't have those, like, like I said, the standout guys, but, like, they have a pretty, like, solid-ass D-line. No one talks about DJ Reader and Hendrickson and these guys. Like, if they can stay healthy, like, I don't – I am going to probably hop off the Bills wagon and say, like, at full at full force, I think they're the hardest matchup for all the top juggernaut teams, I guess, in the AFC. I'm not going to call the Bengals the best team in the NFL, but I think they match up. I still think they, they match up better against the Chiefs, and I think there's a better version of the Bills right now. Yeah, they have a really, really good uh, pass defense and pass offense. So uh, most of these teams in the AFC, they're kind of like the like you mentioned, the Bengals are almost built matchup proof because when you look at teams in the AFC, you got the Bills, you got the Chiefs, you got the Chargers. When you know, like I mean, going into the season, of course, like you know, those are like the top three quarterbacks that most people are mentioning outside of Joe Burrow. So when you have a team that can stop the pass on defense and throw the ball for over 300 yards. That is like the winning recipe on that, uh, in that conference. I mean, there's not that much, that many run heavy teams. Uh, the only two that come off the mind are probably the Titans. And, you know, they got into kind of like a really tough playoff matchup there, but Tannehill self imploded. So, I mean, but yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they're pretty much matchup proof. I must say. Uh, yeah, like I, I can't disagree with that. The Bengals are, I mean, they've looked great. They've, I mean, this is kind of like what the Bengals did last year. They hit their stride in like late middle of the season and now they're full steam ahead. Again, they're getting hot right before the playoffs. Bengals are dangerous. Okay, uh, next game up. Uh, I can't believe this team almost blew it, but uh, Texans 23, Cowboys 27. Uh, this is a game that the Cowboys should have lost. I think that they came into this game, they just thought they were going to walk all over the Texans, and the Texans put up a fight. And these are the games where I look at the Cowboys, and I'm like, I don't know if I can trust Dak Prescott to get the job done in the playoffs. It was was a bad look for a team that should have Super Bowl aspirations right now. Do you want to go first? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the thing about the Cowboys is year after year, I mean, it's not just a Dak thing. Over the last 20 years, it almost feels like they're that team that always gets overrated and halfway through the season, everyone wants to talk about them being Super Bowl contenders. I mean, when you're a 17-point favorite, there's no reason for you to be going down the field 95-plus yards to win a game. Uh, if you want to compete with the Eagles, if you want to show everyone that you're the class of the NFC, you got to take care of business. you got to beat these teams by 20, 25, 30, 30 points. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if, if they want to be taken serious, uh, they got to take care of business. Dak, if you want to be a part of the upper echelon of uh, QBs in the league, you have to take care of business. 
can be turning the ball over, especially teams like this. So, I mean, not much to say. They're they're a very good team, but they just got to prove it week in week out. They're not. They haven't been doing that. I just think it was. Uh, I mean, again, when you're a 17 point favorite, you just don't put in the same kind of attention to what you probably should be doing on a week to week basis. It they was just a look. It was a look ahead spot. I mean, they came just completely overconfident. Like again, uh, you got to understand it's still an NFL team. You got to come ready to play. I think they just really didn't give a shit about yeah, what they was going on. That, though. They haven't earned the, the right to just coast through games. Like you haven't. I don't think they have either. But I'm saying in this situation, like they kind of just looked over their shoulder a bit. And again, at the end of the day. Uh, especially in the NFC, I don't think the seeding is really going to matter. Um, because again, there's still two games back. Do they have three losses or four losses now? I forget. Three, only three. three. So they're two games back of the Eagles. Are they really gonna catch the Eagles? Probably not. Um, well, well, there is because they do play again, they play again. So that that'll be that'll be so the Eagles are gonna have to drop a game and the Cowboys are gonna have to pick up that game and they have to win out. So I don't know. It's I I don't really put in too much stock into this game personally. I think the Cowboys will be fine. Um, did Tyron Smith play? I don't know. Okay, I, I know he, he was supposed to come back soon, which is gonna be a huge boost. I just don't know if he played this week. I didn't catch that. I feel uh, like that would have been much bigger news if he came back. Okay. Well, he's going to come back soon, so that's another yeah, reinforcement. Yes. And yeah. uh, they signed uh, T.Y. Hilton today. <laughs> so I think Odell's I cooked. I don't yeah. think anyone wants Odell yeah. this year. We got Odell at home. T.Y. Hilton's the Odell at home that they got, you know? So <laughs> who needs Odell? Uh, the Bills, yeah, like you said earlier, the Bills signed Beasley. Uh the Cowboys now signed T.Y. So, like, I don't know, those are two of the teams that were talking to Adele. So, I don't know what's going to happen with him. I mean, for all I know, like, he's probably going to go to the Chiefs and then I'm going to start hitting my head on the wall. But Because um, you can sign players in, like, in free agency in, in the playoffs, can't you? I yeah. don't believe we can, can you? Or actually, you're, you might be right because I think the uh, Weddle was signed. Yeah, year, right? the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. But... I mean, that, that would just be fucking nuts if just some team being like, hey, we're in the playoffs, come play with us, OBJ. But, yeah, no, I think his knee is cooked based off what – Because that's what J- Jerry leaked the info, right? And <laughs> said his, uh, his physical is not there. That's no. kind of messed up. But, uh, no. yeah, and then again for the Texans, like, why was, Jeff, why was Jeff Driscoll playing? Did anyone catch this? Didn't Davis Mills get hurt? Did he get hurt? I think he did, yeah. Because he came back and he was playing later. So, okay, so it wasn't like uh, they were just, like, playing two quarterbacks just to throw everyone off. It was an injury thing? Yeah. Okay, I I didn't catch that. Jeff Driscoll is their, like, backup tight end, too, which is crazy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really going to talk about the Texans or (laughs) whatever. Yeah, we'll just move on. The Yeah, the Texans are the Texans. They're picking first overall. Good for them. Uh We'll move on. Uh, Chiefs 34, Broncos 28. Uh, looked like the Chiefs were going to run away with this game. And then the Broncos offense finally came to life slightly. And then Russ got a massive concussion. And here we are. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed. That was kind of messed up. But no, like you can see it right away too. When he got tackled, 
He was like so zo- Huh? Like he he got tackled from behind, and the first thing they do is just zoom in on his helmet. His <laughs> yeah. face, he has no idea what's going on. So it was It was unbelievable. I. <laughs> Uh, and then they, yeah, they, they, they got him to stand up a bit and then they kind of stumbled. I was like, Oh my God. Like, it's just insane because finally, like you said, the Broncos offense, here it is. We're moving the ball. And then that happens. That's so unfortunate. Uh, that's not, I mean, and again, I have to be fair. I'm not going to put too much stock into that defensive performance from Kansas city when you're up 27, nothing. You fall asleep. It happens. Yeah. Whatever. I'm I'm not going to just say like, oh, yeah, they're drunk on defense and they should be worried about this in the playoffs. No, there's – when you get up that early, you're already on to the next week. And it's just such like a, a look-ahead game as well. So exactly. whatever uh, offense – I mean – Played pretty damn good against uh, the Broncos defense there too. So uh, good, for the, good for the Chiefs. Good bounce back week after uh, after dropping that loss there. And uh, I got nothing else on that end. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mahomes probably made two of the funniest throws uh, that you just don't. He makes like these these weird throws, weird plays every single week where it's like. You, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be throwing the ball. And uh, he made a pass facing the sideline. First of all, I mean, that was, a, that was an amazing play. Props to McKinnon being ready to catch the ball because Mahomes went, you know, kind of just threw it like that while looking at the sideline. Completely unnecessary. It was super funny, though. And then yeah, no, like McKinnon somehow, still had to re- actually like recognize what was going on, and he did move up and get open. So it was, which I is mean, all credit to him because I mean, if if your QB is facing the sideline, why would you be ready to catch the ball? But he got ready, caught it, ran for fifty yards. That that whole play just when I when I first saw it, I was just like, I had to rewind, check it again, and then there was that other uh, touchdown too in in the end zone where I was like a. Uh, Lopped it to McKinnon too, which was was insane too. Yeah, just it's just we got all ends of the uh, Chiefs spectrum this past game. We got the Mahomes crazy circus throws, and we got the we got the turnovers. Mm-hmm. The defense playing poorly towards the end. It was just it was a fun game to say the least. Though. And yeah. there's one more thing, like on that freaking Juju touchdown. Like this is what annoys me so much watching him, and it's just so hard to tackle him. I don't get what it is, but he's just so elusive how he just running around backwards and then turns around quickly back into the pocket. And then you can only cover people for so long. If there's anyone to just create time to get open, it's, I don't understand how that one became a touchdown either. So yeah, the pocket and impre- pocket presence on him is incredible. Uh, last note for the chiefs, uh, Travis Kelsey becomes the fifth tight end in NFL history to pass the 10,000 uh, career yards mark, uh, the fastest to hit that mark for a tight end. So congrats to Kelsey. I mean, he's fucking incredible. So not much more you can say about that. Uh, move along. We got, I mean, Bucks 7, 49ers 35, big cock Brock. Uh, he he looked the part. I mean, the Niners, like I was a little bit like, ah, the Bucks defense is pretty good uh tom brady i i need to get over the fact that the bucks offense is just 
bad and stop saying, oh, maybe Tom Brady can do something. Tom Brady has been fine this year. He's not the reason the offense is bad, but the whole offense as a whole is just such garbage. And especially when you play like a Niners defense, which is fucking incredible. Like, I didn't expect the score to be this though. 35 to seven, like that was an ass kicking. Yeah, I mean, this Bucks team, like you mentioned, you're waiting for them to just flip that switch, flip that switch, whether it's this week, next week, the week after. Just waiting and waiting and waiting. But now we got like 14, what is it, 13 or 14 games, I mean 13, I guess, of um, evidence of them showing us who they are. And that is a very average to below average team. Like they've been showing us week after week that this offense is terrible. Brady's Brady doesn't have any type of uh, connection with uh, with Mike Evans anymore, but which is weird because they had really good chemistry these last few years that they've been together. Uh, just hasn't been there all year. Uh, Godwin hasn't looked like himself since coming back from from the knee, which is you know to be expected. So they can't really blame him for that. Uh, you know they got these new tight ends and everything. Like um, I don't know something wrong with that offense. The offensive line hasn't been as good this year either. So. No. The, the offense is just, I mean, I, I, I don't fear them at all. I'll just say that. There's, I don't think anyone's scared of them. Even if they do make the playoffs, it's looking like a one-and-done team at best. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, they just went south. Like, they had that one play where uh, they almost uh, had a nice, like, 65-yard touchdown at Evans, and then Donovan Smith is caught holding again, and it was pretty much downhill from there. Um, I mean, look, Brock Purdy is going to be fine for now. He's not going to be, uh, I, I don't care. I'm not buying it. There's going to be tape on him. They'll figure playing it like out. Jimmy G. He's playing great. Come on. He, he will get, he will get figured out. So again, we were kind of talking about matchups before. I don't even think it's so much. Again, when it comes to the Niners in the playoffs, you're going to need to lean on their defense to shut down a team like the Eagles and just steal a game. Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to come down to. It's not going to come down to Brock Purdy being a superstar, dropping 35 points. So, again, he uh, – I mean, good for him. The first uh, rookie quarterback, I think, to beat Tom Brady or something or someone in their first start to beat Tom Brady. Kind yeah. of. Something well, I mean, funny like that, but uh, yeah, it was like when Brock Purdy was born, it was like Tom Brady's like senior season at Michigan. Like <laughs> just like that, like that shit's nuts. The fact that Brady's even still playing is incredible. Uh yeah, I mean I love the Brock Purdy hype right now. I think it would be great if they can go on a run with him. Uh Right now it's working. Um, I know right before we started this, Debo is going to miss the next couple weeks, it looks like. so. Oh, yeah, I also thought he tore every ligament in his leg, too. These guys are <laughs> crazy flexible to keep everything intact. But, yeah, yeah, they said high ankle sprain, which is nuts because his foot was facing one way and his knee was facing the other way. So I don't, I don't understand how everything stayed attached there, but good for him. And uh, hopefully he gets healthy soon. They said he might even be back in the regular season. Which which would be nuts. I mean, I think that the Niners have that. Uh, they have their division pretty well wrapped up, right? Uh, I would sit them until the playoffs. I, I think they have. 
Okay, yeah, so they're the Thursday night game. So if they beat the Seahawks this week, which they should, that's the division, essentially. But yeah. uh, we'll move on, though, to the Seahawks game. Uh, Panthers 30, Seahawks 24. Move. when I first had you on, we were talking about, oh, what quarterback are the Panthers going to take in the draft? Uh, you have an outside shot of winning the division somehow. It, it's, yeah. it's nuts. Yeah, this uh, see, this is what really disappointed me by bringing back uh, Matt Rule for his third season because we knew he wasn't the guy. We we knew it. He 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 gave us so much evidence over those two years. All the all the bad quotes, all the stuff that he did to the to this uh, roster, and uh, basically did it the same thing that he was doing those first two years. He did it the first couple of weeks of the season, and then, I mean, if we went into the season with um, with Steve Wilkes and we just played the football that he wants to play. Cause he wants to, cause Steve Wilkes is a Charlotte native. Watch the Panthers since, since they, they, they became a team um, coach for them for, for a few years back then. He knows what Carolina Panthers football is all about defense, running the ball, really tough team. And I don't know what the hell Matt rule is doing, but he was getting away from that. So, I mean, the, the, the team is playing well I've read something that over the last five weeks, they've had the third best defense with DVOA by football mm-hmm. outsiders. So they, they've been playing really well. They trade away Christian McCaffrey, but this rush offense is still really good. Sam Darnold doesn't really have to even do anything. He's just got to, you know, not turn the ball over, which is, I mean, what Sam Darnold does best. But, I mean, they're, they're doing a fantastic job. I think they won the last three out of the last four. And they have one of the easiest, I think top three or top five, easiest schedules going forward so they have a really good shot definitely yeah again i mean that was one thing with the panthers that i mean i was kind of saying throughout the like entire season so far it's like they have a talented team it's just nothing was happening and now i mean you said it with matt rule gone steve wilkes coming in and playing hard-nosed football that defense yeah like the panthers defense is looking like very, very good, N- not incredible, but it's, yeah, like I'm, I'm impressed with the Panthers so far. I mean, if they can beat the Bucks in that rematch, I think in two weeks from now, right? It, it's on New Year's Day and uh, it's week 17. I'm, yeah. I'm week 17. I'm going to go ahead on a limb and say that they're going, they're going to run the table. So they're going to run the table. They're five and eight right now win the next four in a row, they're going to finish nine and eight, win the first playoff game at home against the Cowboys. And then we'll see what happens, but we're in the next five. uh, That's a hot take right there. But uh, I guess, yeah, let's talk about Seahawks, a team that's trending in the complete wrong direction right now. That defense just flat out isn't good. Like, yeah, like they were okay to start the season. And then that magic has just faded away. They just need more. Again, I think we're we're seeing a little bit of uh, the Giants here in Seattle. It just was kind of a little bit too good to be true with the personnel that they have. I still think that their offense is like – I'm not going to say it's a good offense. They're productive right now. I Um, mean, them losing their running backs is just – that's the yeah, life. Run the yeah, ball. Kenny, not having Kenny Walker's tough. Um, yeah. Can't have Travis Homer running the ball for you. You know who's just, I always 
look past him every year, and he's he's right there at the top. Tyler Lockett's really damn good. Tyler Lockett is fantastic. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like I I think the last like five years just don't even notice it. Like he's he's criminally underrated throughout like his whole career. I mean, he's you, a you touchdown in six rough. straight weeks, I think now. He's rough. I don't I don't I don't know if uh, Russ is the same quarterback without him. I'll just say that. <laughs> Tyler Lockett, but yeah, I know uh definitely they're I think they're coming back down to earth here. Um I don't think they'll make the playoffs, to be honest. I don't think so. Either. Um well, I don't know, we'll see. It depends what their schedule is at the end here, but because uh, they're they're on the outside looking in right now, eh? Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's currently the entire NFC No, I don't think the Giants are in right now. I think it's the Cowboys. You know what? Cowboys. I know Washington is because they have that tie that really effed everything up. Cowboys, Commanders, and I think Commanders were kicked out, but they might be back in because really the great. Seahawks just lost. So you might be right. Okay. So yeah, the uh, yep, yeah, yeah, no, it's so the entire NFC East right now. So again, they have that tie, the so they're on the outside looking in. But lines uh, are lurking. Um, just yeah, quickly on the Panthers. Um, I like them in this spot this week. Um, I was telling my dad that uh, they're gonna take care, care of the Seahawks here. Uh, again, they have what thirty-five rushing attempts. Something like that, yeah. 225 again, rush yards, I believe. Again, look, like, their O-line is nuts. So just continue pounding the rock. Like, you're getting good production out of Foreman and Hubbard. Uh, is DJ more okay? Did did he hurt yeah, his he got, rolled, he got rolled up on, I think, at the end of the game. Like, there, he's run blocking. But they is said he should be fine day, day to day. So okay. it's, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't concern too much. Okay, because that'd be uh that'd be a tough loss because it's good to have him out there. Obviously, um, yeah, Sam the, I mean they'll just continue to be efficient as long as Sam Darnold doesn't f it up. And right now he's not. So just uh, stay the course and uh, like you said, play that play that Panthers brand, and we'll see where they can go with it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, the Sunday night football game. Uh, Dolphins 17, Chargers 23. Spills, I got to give you some credit. It was nice. It was his coming out party. Brandon Staley, hell of a job in that game coaching. Do you agree? Brandon Staley was the start of the game. 100%. I, I can't believe it. When you're giving up 180 rushing yards a game. <laughs> And you hold the Dolphins under 100 yards. Evan, the first time under 100 yards since week six. So when no. when 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 uh, when genius Mike McDaniel starts with pass, 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 I said, okay, this is going to be a good game. He's going to be stubborn and try and pass around this defense, and it's not going to work. So uh, good on uh, good on your coach for uh, just absolutely sabotaging uh, the boys there. And uh, again, look when you want to. We want to try and uh, put two on the bright lights. Uh, look at that absolute disaster class. 33% passing? Come on. Are you are you serious? Hey, it wasn't 33. Come on now. Oh, well, 10 out of 28, you do the math. It's pretty damn close. 35. Come on. You got to round up. Yeah. 
Um, no, right. Brandon Staley again without uh, Derwin James, they lost uh, Joseph Day in the middle too. Um, look, they they yeah they had uh, Jasir Taylor starting at at, uh, at uh, slot corner. Like fuck that. The their their secondary played really good as a unit. Um, Michael Davis honestly played lights out, other than when he fell over. Honestly, if he didn't fall over, that was probably going to be an interception because it was an underthrown pass that Tyreek had to stop for, and uh, he was he was he was boxed out. So again, just stay on your feet next time. That's probably another pick and not a touchdown. Um, at the end of the day, the Dolphins' offense was an absolute disaster. Um, the defensive game plan was really good. And uh, I'll, I'll let you chime in about uh, the other side of the ball, but uh, that's that's all I have to say about the uh, the Dolphins. Uh, the, the wheels are falling off. They're going to play in a snow game this week. They're going to get crunched by the Bills, and then uh, the Chargers will have the tiebreaker, and that's it. Then uh, uh, I thought the Dolphins were a lock for the playoffs, but uh, I don't know anymore. They're a lock for a playoffs. Don't I don't know. I don't know about that one. If you get that twisted now, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, that was the worst game of the season from an offensive perspective. I think our defense actually played, I mean, decently well, given the circumstances, like only 23 points, not bad. You guys, nope. defense was good. Yeah, guys dominated the time of possession, like almost doubled us up. It's just my big issue is, yeah, I think the, the, the coach McDaniel is just, he was so stubborn with the passing attack. He was stubborn. That's a great way to put it. He And I mean, fuck. So yeah, Tua completed. I mean, he attempted 28 passes, completed 10 of them. The vast majority of those were 10 yards plus down the field, which doesn't make any sense. Like the only option was Tyreek. You got to get more guys involved. You got to get crossing routes. And I mean, the fucking the Chargers whole game plan talk about our defensive game plan. I mean, I know I just said that they played like pretty good. Herbert was just checked down every single play and we were playing 10 yards back the entire time and just, yeah. Okay. Get all the yak yards and we'll stop you eventually. Maybe like, uh, honestly, I think it was at the end of the half. So that play, I think it was third and, uh, forget the yardage, but it was third and goal. And they were at like the 13 yard line yeah. and there was eight guys standing in the end zone <laughs> and they got to the one yard line, which actually gave them a chance to go for it on fourth down. What kind of, what kind of a play call is that? It's, it's, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. And that's literally what, what the chargers did the entire game. Like, I don't know if you saw the screen caps of like Justin Herbert's like passing chart, but it was like, what was the number? 41 of his attempts were under 10 yards. That's and been I the whole like, season, though. There's yeah, nothing like, new here. No, it's just it's just it's funny to like see. And I was talking with like Cam and Keeg, and like yeah. I, I said, because I was saying like, oh, I'm gonna open this up, and I'm gonna say that oh, Brandon Staley masterclass, like hell of a coaching job. You found your guy spills, but like obviously, just a joke. Because Brandon Staley is a fucking moron, but like Herbert played good. I'm not gonna say he had a great game. Just, but he did what he needed to do. He took what was there and that's fine. But I'm not going to, like, they were telling me like, oh, me saying he didn't have a great game is slander. Where You can say, you can say whatever you want. I, I watched the game. Uh, I know you fell asleep because you had to work. I did. Uh, so again, it's, it's fine. But uh, 
again, that that drive in the fourth quarter where you, you chew off nine minutes of the clock, converting third down after third down after third down, that was all Justin Herbert. And the red zone efficiency is crap. It's been a problem. You can't go two out of six in the red zone. They left way too many points on the board, and this really should have been a 20-plus point massacre because it was just – it was two totally different – level football teams on the field. So, um, I mean, they'll figure it out. It's uh, it's crazy what happens when you have uh, Williams, Allen, and Palmer out there for the full game for the first time all season. Yeah, See what it could look like. Woo. So, uh, we can uh, – the uh, the possibilities are endless. And uh, just got to be more efficient in the red zone. That's all. Fix, the, fix up the red zone. Don't call a – a jet sweep to a jet sweep. Don't call it a freaking uh, sweep out to DeAndre Carter on fourth down, which is just I I almost lost it all there and composure. But uh, again, the play calling is still a disaster. Joe Lombardi's still a moron, and uh, if they're gonna have any offensive uh, woes, it's gonna be because of him, not because of anyone else. Yeah, I, I mean, I I underestimated the uh, the Chargers seat. Um, and I and I owe I owe Spills a, an apology for this because I've been getting after him all season. I've been talking about the the Chargers, the the uh, Justin Herbert, Staley, and everything. But I have to apologize because I'm wrong. I didn't think that the Chargers could win in the bright lights, but but that's wrong, obviously, because fourth time the charm, they finally got it in the bright lights. So I was <laughs> wrong about that. They can definitely win once you give them four tries. I also didn't think they can beat good teams and, you know, teams above 500. And once again, you know, you give them four tries, they'll eventually beat one, you know, so that's great. I didn't think that Justin Herbert could do it, you know, in the bright lights and put up the, put up the numbers and stuff, but, you know, you, you draw back 60 times and eventually, you know, the numbers. So I was wrong. So I, I hey, you keep it. laughing, you keep chatting, you're smack, man. This team can't run the football, and they need him to throw 50 times if they're going to win football games. So, again, that's what that's what you're going to get, though. You're going to get this dink and dunk offense to extend the run game. That's just how it's going to be. And you're leaning on your superstar quarterback to uh, to move your offense. Like, like Austin Eckler's not a good running back. I don't care what anyone says. He's not a good runner. Not I agree. I agree. He's okay. not a good. He's not yeah. the best runner. Josh Kelly's their best runner. Yeah. But he's, why does he's he, 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 he's a receiving merchant? But why doesn't Justin Herbert run? Well, he uh, he's not as athletic as people think he is. Oh, he wow. is, man. Don't don't even try. He's he's big, athletic. Like he's probably runs a sub four six five, six six two forty five. Could run around people. We we've seen him do it, but he doesn't do it on a consistent basis. Well, yeah, I know. Ever. Actually, he actually iced the iced the game with that third down scramble, and he gave it a nice uh, little point. That one fired me up. Uh, I I need to see more of them. I want. I mean, it would be look. I want. Not that I'm a total fan. He doesn't have the same build as Josh Allen. Obviously, he's a little more scrawny uh, than Josh Allen. Josh Allen's actually built like a freaking linebacker, but. I'd like to see him run into people more often. When you see two odd like running headfirst into people, it's 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 unbelievable. But he does it, and that's what you need sometimes to go pick up uh, yards. I think it's uh, stuck in his head too much that I'm gonna just slide down and avoid the contact. Say it as you want, but again, just uh, 
I mean, last time, last time he ran into contact, he uh, almost got decapitated by Dre Greenlaw. <laughs> so, yeah, I but, don't know. Yeah, and I mean, let let's just talk about the Dolphins' like offense, like a little bit more. But mm-hmm. I don't. I'm at this spot with Tua right now, where I'm I'm still completely agree. I think he's a top ten guy, franchise quarterback he's the guy I want, but right now we're in this territory where, I mean, you guys have been making the comparisons. I mean, not you move, but is he Jimmy G? Is he Jared Goff? Is he one of those types of quarterbacks? And that's kind of where, where we're at as like a Tua media brand right now is people think that he's just a flash in the pan guy who needs everything to go right. I'm hoping that this game in Buffalo, I mean, it's going to be a weather game. I hope that Mike McDaniel gets in his bag and he cooks up an offense for us to at least go in there and prove that those last two weeks were flukes. I don't care if we lose that game. I think that's probably is going to be a loss, but we need to just show something and Tua needs to show I mean, fuck, he's been doing it all season, but he's just, I don't know. These I don't last- think this is the spot, though. You're going to, it's going to be hard no. to just throw it all over the park in a snow game. Well, they're going to need to lean on their running game a lot more. And again, well, it's going to come thing. down. Is Mike McDaniel going to be stubborn again and say, no, we're in passing offense? You can't. You're going to have to run the ball close to 30 times in this game. It's just how well, it is. Like, and that's the thing. I want, I want a different plan of attack because what worked for 12 weeks, basically hasn't worked for the last two Two has looked completely out of sync with the entire offense where, I mean, those first 12 weeks, he yeah. was arguably a top three quarterback in the league. And now yeah. can't be a one trick pony though. We got to adapt. I think people exactly. have got enough tape on this offense now and uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens from here. And uh, I just wanted to say one more thing on the defense. Cause you were talking about the defense uh, look, just, get to the playoffs and anything can happen when you have two pass rushers like Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, it's going to take you a long way because they were like, Herbert was under constant, constant pressure the entire game, which kind of makes what he did even yeah. more spectacular when Foster sales getting absolutely cooked the entire game. Uh, their, their pass rush is nasty. They, they mix in Melvin Ingram too. Like, um, well, like, and, and the that's defense the is not a pushover by by any means. It's not the defensive line is. I don't know. I'm gonna say uh, t- top five is probably a stretch. I don't know. It's top ten hundred. Wilkins is an absolute beast. Absolutely shut down any running play they wanted to do. Yeah. Wilkins said, "Yeah, thanks for coming." But they tried to run in the middle. They just got eaten up. They couldn't do anything. Our front four should be good enough to generate pressure on its own. But Josh Boyer continues to live in this zero blitz style defense where it just leaves everything else exposed. And yeah, the Chargers just picked it apart. Herbert got pressure and immediately, oh, there's the outlet guy. And because that's like the whole defense is just, we have to stop the yak yards and our linebackers fucking suck and can't tackle. And the secondary is so hurt right now where... No one, yeah, just no one can make a play. It's we need to change up things on defense. That D line should be good enough to generate pressure on its own. Drop seven back in the coverage. I don't know. Use Holland. Holland's probably our best player in the secondary, and he just seems invisible out there most times. Yeah. And again, like we have the same issues on our end with the tackling. Like 
there were a lot of missed tackles and you just you, yeah you got to make tackles in space and uh, I keep banging my head every week and finally it, it, it switched uh like Kenneth Murray who I have no respect for as a player actually was pretty damn good this week uh so props to him because he I think he was a stud and then there's one more thing uh Alohi Gilman if I ever see you celebrate a forced fumble again before the play is over there's gonna be problems because I don't know if anyone saw him going to the crown getting all fired up and Tyreek's ball laps loops around that was I I almost uh, I almost ended it there, so no. that was uh, that was something. Okay, enough of this game. Uh, All right, yeah, no need to talk it. about the Dolphins. The char- the Chargers are back. We're back. Chargers, Chargers are back. Yeah, and I Bosa's mean that's practicing this week. That's I was just about to say. You guys should be getting Bosa back soon. That could Rashawn really- Slater might be back before the end of the year too. Could be big for playoffs. Uh, we shall see, though. I guess let's just get right into the uh, week 15 pick em. Uh Move. I'm thinking of a number in my head between one and three. What is it? It's two. No. Spills, what is it? It's one because it's your favorite quarterback's number. No, it's three. So I get to pick where I'm going to go. And I'm okay. going to go third. Uh, Spills, I'm thinking of a number between one and two. Move can have whatever pick he wants. Okay. You know, I I won the week anyways, so uh, I I can have the last pick. It's all good. I'm I'm on top of the world right now. God, taking moral Ooh. victories over what was that a six point? Was it a six point win? Can I ask before before I even comment on that? Last week, so for the pick him, uh, it looked like you guys picked from the same games. Was that like because yeah? So there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough games, eh? Yeah, so actually, fuck, I should mention this before we get going, but... Okay, I, I didn't even, like, notice. Do we have enough games? We do yeah, have enough no buys. going on by, but I want to do, instead of just, like, take the game off the board, like, I think that's good when it's, like, two people, but when it's three, it just takes too much off the board. Okay. So I say we do, you can't make the same pick as someone, but, I mean, if you want to take the Bills minus seven and a half, then I can take the under at the uh, like the under at. Okay, so just like no matching picks, but you can yeah, take the same game. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's I'm good with that. Okay, so move. Where do you want to? Or did you say where you're picking? Yeah, do you want first or second? Uh, I'll go first. All right, then the board is yours. All right, so this is going to sound crazy, but I'm gonna go underdog. Uh, Money line, and I'm going to go with the Jets over the uh, lines. The Jets are favorite right now. Yeah, the Jets are favorites. Oh, are they? Okay. Uh, yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll do. Uh, I'll, I'll do them as a favorite. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's basically a money line pick anyway. So. Yeah, yeah I I mean that's going to be it's a really good defense going against a really good offense, and it's just someone's going to have to go out on top. And obviously Vegas has no idea. There's no strong lean in this game. It depends. It depends what book you're on. Do you want to give him the, your, your uh, underdog spread? I'll give it to him at plus one. What do you no, think? I'll, I'll what do you think? Do, I'll just do. 
I'll see what DraftKings says, or are you on DraftKings, Phil? I'm on 365. Let's go to Draft. You want to use DraftKings? Let's use DraftKings. Well, well, yeah, because because that's the ones where actually like I parlay the Okay, I'll go on DraftKings. Okay. DraftKings. Yeah, we'll, we'll follow DraftKings. It has it minus one for the Jets? So, minus yeah. one for the Jets? Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's okay. your favorite. Okay. Yeah. I I mean I like the pick. It I mean, it's a total crapshoot of a game if we're really being honest. So, uh, Jared Goff, look, he's an indoor quarterback. I think the Lions' offense is going to slow down a bit now uh, that they're going to be playing on the road. Uh, cold weather game in New York. I think New York's going to take this game as well. So, I'm on the. I, th- I think it's a good pick as well. All right. Well, you are up on spills. Um. Oh, I just need to get it out of the way right away. Anytime that the Bears play, it's over. Uh, 48 and a half with the Eagles. Um, yeah, like the Eagles could score 40 alone. So we'll see what happens. I'm not going to put too much input into that. Uh, as long as Field is playing, which he is, um, there's opportunity for offense and for uh, and for turnovers. And then uh, I, the Bears are just very, very poor right now on the defensive side. So. Over 40 and a half. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, no, that's uh I mean, you just said it. The Eagles can score 40 themselves. So they just did this week. Yeah, I mean, should be <laughs> should be super doable. Uh okay, let me see. I got back to back picks now. Mm-hmm. And man, I I just, I mean, I'm just looking at these lines now, but yeah, Cardinals 36 and a half points with them and the Broncos. That's such a low line. Uh, I am, I am not making that. Uh, I'm going to go with my favorite and I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals minus four. I think this is a, Hot Bengals team, and I mean, we've been saying it. The Bucks just suck. Like, this yeah. should be a team that this is a Bengals steamroll the Bucks game. Let's see it happen. I again, I just have no faith in faith in the Bucks right now. And I mean, this is probably the week where they're going to beat the Bengals in some upset and make me look like an idiot. But all Be- Bengals are the best team against the spread this year. So yeah, ten and three. Uh, I like the pick. Tampa Bay is just uh given like they really, they really have they they really should have lost three games in a row. To be completely honest, like they almost lost to Andy Dalton in prime time, who actually can't win a prime time game if his life depended on it. So there, uh, there's nothing going for the Bucks right now. Uh, everything's going for the Bengals. The only thing that's kind of sketchy is that I think the, the line's a little low. Uh, so I don't know if they're trying to. Got yeah. some sucker bets on the Bengals, but I don't think it will matter at the end of the day. I think they'll take care of business. No. Okay. Uh, oh, where am I going to go next? Yeah, you have a B2B. Yeah, man. Also, like, the fact that I was like, oh, Broncos unders are a mortal lock, and that was, like, the highest scoring game of last week. Nuts. <laughs> but, uh, well... I'm going to go with under actually, no, I'm going to go over in the Ravens Browns game, 38 and a half. I think Lamar coming back 
probably I think he's coming back this week. And if he plays, I think this Browns defense still sucks. The Ravens offense hopefully will score more points than they've been doing. I don't know. The Browns, if they play their run first type football, I don't know. It, it's a low number. I like both of the offenses enough. The Browns defense does just suck. So I'm just hoping for a Lamar comeback game where he proves that the Ravens are still a contending team. Yeah. Um, again, every week as we go, I think the Browns should be able to be a little more respectable on offense. I still think that any uh, AFC North matchup is usually pretty tight. Um, that Although these two teams have had some fireworks games over the last couple of years. Um, but uh, we'll see. 37 is a low number. You can, hey, yeah. You can get there. Yeah. All right, your backup spills. Um, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna... Okay, this this number just is speaking to me. Uh, Cowboys minus four and a half on the road at Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville is just an absolute dumpster fire after a win. So I think they'll just find a way to come back down to earth. Even though Lawrence has been playing good. Uh, I think people are just down on the Cowboys after how atrocious they looked last week. And I think it's a good bounce back spot for them. Um, I usually don't play four and a half, but I'm going to take that as my favorite because I really don't like any of the other favorite lines. Um, yeah, that's it. Cowboys minus four and a half. Yeah, I mean... Cowboys defense should be pissed off. I mean, the offense should be pissed off. They almost lost that game to the Texans. They should be playing angry. I mean, playing the Jags team, that the offense has looked good, but this Cowboys defense is special. So the minus four and a half, that's a good number. Yeah, they should come into this week super pissed off because of how everyone's saying that they should have ran away with last game. So there's really no reason for them not to cover back-to-back weeks against uh, teams with, uh, you know, losing records. So kind of a must-cover must at that point. Yeah. I move back-to-back picks here for you. All right. So I got back-to-back picks. And for my first one, I am going to take the under in the Steelers-Panthers game. Uh, That is going to be just a very, very fast game, just running the ball three downs every single possession. Ball's just going to be punt, 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 punt. Uh, I don't see them putting up uh, much points on the board because, I mean, you got TJ TJ Watt on one side of the ball, and then on the other side of the ball, you got Mitch Trubisky. So, yeah, I mean, I, I have a hard time believing that there's going to be uh, a lot of points in that game. So I'm taking the under. I have it here at 38 and a half. Yeah, I could definitely see it being like a – 17-13, you know, 20 to 17 type of game. So we'll see. Uh, and for my second pick, I will go with the Falcon Saints over 42 and a half. And the reason I take that, you might say, why would you take the over on, you know, two not very good offenses is because uh, traditionally games at the uh, Dome 
in, in New Orleans are really high scoring within the division. Uh, the Falcons and the Saints over the years, I mean, I know there's no Matt Ryan or Drew Brees anymore, but traditionally those games, they, they just go and go. And I mean, the uh, Falcons. Right now. What's that? You got Desmond Ritter now. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they can run the football. They can run the football with anybody. They might be one of the best uh, rushing attacks in the league. So I could see them putting up points. And of course, you know, the, the Saints, uh, I feel like they could do the same at home too. So yeah, I think that could be a decent, you know, 24, 20 type of game. So I'll take the over on that one. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's fair. And like I, I do I, I like the Falcons way more now with Ritter in at quarterback. Uh did you guys see the Marcus Mariota basically just like quit from the yeah, Falcons? I heard that. But yeah. he so the guy has an injury and he's going on IR, but it's like not like he's not injured. I think he's just like, yeah, like they told him that Ritter's starting and they shut him down for the year, whatever. Yeah, and he's walking away essentially. So yeah, he's not. But why would they just release him? Because probably. I mean, just, they already placed one there. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. sucks. So, who, who wants him? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bills, you're back up. Um, I have an over and a favorite. Yeah. Uh, under forty nine and a half Texans Chiefs. Fuck, that was. Um, I think the Chiefs should be a little more alert than last week. Uh, they shouldn't just let a, a dumpster fire team kind of score a bunch of points like they did last week. Um, and again, I, I like following that trend of uh, double-digit favorites with the under. Um, and again, Houston's just not going to score 20 points again. So like, this game can really be like 31 to 13. Something, something outrageous like that, maybe even more. Uh, sorry, even less for the Texans. Uh, I think that's a high number, and I'm gonna lock that in. Am I under? Yeah, I mean that is a really high number. I mean, like I think the Chiefs could probably score 35, but I don't think that the Texans are gonna score more than 14 points, probably. So I don't know. Yeah, that that's a really high number. I was gonna take that one next. So fuck you. Um, Fuck, I don't really know where to go now. Um, I'm 0-2 on this picking podcast. I need to have a better performance this week. Yeah, that that is true. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with my under, and I'm going to go under 48.5 Colts Vikings. Um. I just, I mean, again, I just think this is a high number. I think that the Vikings could score a decent amount of points. I still do like the Colts defense and the Colts offense is going to score any fucking points, even if the Vikings defense is terrible. So under 48, under 48 and a half for those two teams. Yeah. I mean, the Colts offense is, they've showed us all season that they're not very good. Their defense is good, like you mentioned. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's unless the Vikings score 45 points. I mean, I have a hard time believing that, you know, the over is going to hit. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to go with my dog then now. And man, I don't like the board this much. Um, God damn it. I, I really 
really don't like the board. This is this is tough, but okay. Um, dog, I'm gonna go with Giants plus four. I think that's gonna be a close game. Uh yeah. I mean, that's that's all. I think they're just gonna play within a field goal. I think both of these teams' offenses aren't very good. The defenses are both pretty good. I mean, the Commanders' defense is much better than the Giants, but I think it's gonna be a low-scoring game. I think it's gonna be hopefully in a field goal range and giants plus four. Okay. Um, for my next pick, uh, I'm not picking with my brain cause there's nothing that I would have seen in the last month that makes me think that this is a good pick. This is strictly just uh Vegas putting it on a platter for me. Uh, Seahawks plus three and a half. Um, actually, no, forget that Seahawks money line. Um, I'm going to take them as my dog. Uh, there is just in no chance that this line should be only three and a half points. I think it should be closer to 10. And the fact that it's three and a half points, uh, something stupid's going to happen and Seattle's going to bounce back after losing to Carolina. And the Niners just look like their best all season, probably, uh, absolutely pouring it in on the Bucks. Um, bad spot, no Debo. Uh, Road game divisional Seahawks. Give it to me. I still think the Seahawks are going to miss the playoffs for that matter, but I think they're going to win this game. Yeah. The NFC NFC West for years has been weird as fuck. Every year I feel like the um the Seahawks or something just randomly beat the Niners regardless of whatever the record is. So I mean, yeah, the, I can definitely see that happening. And like you said, the the spread only being three and a half is a little bit concerning, considering they just lost to a five and eight Panthers team. So yeah, for mine, I am going to. Hmm. This is an absolute, just straight up vibes pick for no reason. I'm going to take the uh, Giants uh, plus f- uh, plus four. You have it here. Giants plus four against the Commanders. Sunday Night Football. Are you I, kidding me? Wellesley just took that. Just took Oh, that. did he? Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> Gee, I guess not. there's too, too much of a vibe stick. <laughs> um, great, great minds think alike. Uh, you know what? Instead, uh, I'll, I'll go with the um, Seahawks money line. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so uh actually g- give me the <laughs> give, give me the uh dolphins uh spread of uh seven and a half i mean that's in a weather game that's that's too that's too many points yeah we've we've seen these bills weather games in the past and they're usually low scoring i mean i could have taken the under of course but took it took it elsewhere but I think it's going to be one of those uh, low-scoring games, and even if the Bills do end up winning, it might be by a field goal of uh, four points. Or something. So, yeah, I'll I mean, take the yeah. Uh, Dolphins plus seven and a half. Yeah, like it, it's calling for a lot of snow, so I mean that should make it a low-scoring game. So, yeah, I like the pick. Hopefully, yeah, Dolphins. Except for the fact that you're taking two in the snow, that's pretty psychotic, if you <laughs> ask me. So, and uh, if we're and for my last one, I think I'm down to my money money line uh, underdog. 
Yeah, uh, this is the absolute just troll pick of the thing, and that's uh, Titans money line. Oh, you're gonna Lock take it, it from me. Fuck. Lock it up. God damn it. Yeah, that that would have been my. I mean, there's nothing else on the board really. So, and I mean, Spills, you said the Titans were gonna beat the Chargers, so could happen. And the man said it himself. I said, I said, I said Tua looks good in the offense too. I don't know about that one anymore either. I said a lot of things. So, um, no, honestly, it's uh, look when I when I went on my rant a couple of weeks ago, I still think that at the end of the day, Mike McDaniel's not an experienced coach. Mike Vrabel is one of the better coaches in the league. Still think there could be um, a little coaching mismatch there. The Titans just got smoked at home against a divisional opponent. It's a really good bounce back spot for them. And again, the Chargers just had an anomaly week against the run. Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry. Uh, they can get into a tough spot here, but again, just uh just gotta execute and you can win this game. I still think they had to split regardless. They had to split either the Miami or the Titans game. They had to win one of the two. I think they can afford to drop one just based on the schedule for the rest of the AFC. Um, They can still make the playoffs if they lose this week. But uh, again, it'd be better to just keep it going on a roll. But it's a, it's a good spot to pick the Titans. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to be that upset or or anything. It's you guys, you guys do you. And you get your last pick. You need your dog. Um, yeah, I kind of like the dolphin spread. That's what I was saving it for. Um, yeah, the board's not great. But... We got some great podcasting here going on. Absolutely. All right. Uh, no, no, no. I can't. I can't ride the Baker wave. That'd be. A, that'd be. A, a, it just kind of have to. Insane. No, 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 no. Can't be doing that. Be um, that one. Just okay. Uh, Raiders. Raiders, Raiders plus Raiders. one. Raiders plus one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Uh... Well, and I mean. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I think it's. I. I hope I lose that one. Actually, I just. Oh. I just wanted to pick them to cover my butt, and uh, that'd be very good for the seeding if uh, Raiders uh, took this game away from the Patriots. So I'm gonna root for that. Yeah. There's no and, analysis though. And since you took the uh, the Raiders plus one, I'll just lump on with my money line dog, and I'm gonna take the Raiders. Uh, yeah, for no reason other than who else do I take and fuck the Patriots? So. Yeah, <laughs> there's no no real That's, analysis here. No. no, yeah, like the Patriots are the better team, but I don't know. Patriots going cross country. I think Bill Belichick sucks against his former coordinators. So I don't know. Raiders, Raiders plus one, Raiders money line. Uh yeah, I guess that'll finish up the pick'em. That'll finish up this episode. Uh thank you both for coming on again. Uh lot of fun as always uh god i don't really know how to end this i'm fucking tired i 
I, I got to wake up at 4 a.m. to go in for another shift. So that's not exciting. But, uh, whoops. Yeah, we went a little long. Yeah, my bad. Steelers um, highlights, so you'll be good. There you Steelers go. Offensive highlights and put you right to bed. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that was one thing when I was watching the game on Sunday night for like the bit that I did watch. It was like, I woke up from, from my nap and said, hey, let's turn on this Charger, Chargers Dolphin primetime game. And it was immediately. I can't watch this. I got to go to bed. This is fucking, this is too depressing. And yeah, went right back to sleep because I woke up. Terrible fucking score to see. But Can't say I'm surprised. Yeah, I watch every snap. <laughs> That's absolute garbage. I have receipts saying otherwise, you fraud. Get, get out of here. Hang up. Close, your, close it down. Not enough from you today. <laughs> I All right, take thanks. it easy, Wellesley. Thanks, hopefully, uh, hopefully the Dolphins can uh, stay on the tracks here and uh, we'll bounce back. Not, not absolutely collapse. Yeah, no, I don't know about that one. All right, All see right. ya. See you well, that'll do it for another episode of the Cover Zero podcast. Uh, yeah, that was a long one. That was fun though. Uh, big thanks to Spills and Moob for coming on doing that. Uh, Good on Spills and the Chargers for getting those jabs in and jabs in on the Dolphins. Wasn't a good game. Uh, they still barely beat us. The score, the score was low, but is what it is. I'll move on. We're moving on to the Bills. That should be a tough one in Buffalo in the snow. I'm hoping things change on the offense. They got to show me at least something to prove that we're just not. I mean, not a contending team, I guess. But, uh, yeah, until next week, uh, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next week, peace.